We are live. I'm here with Connor Casey, who's our new labor archivist. Hello. And I just thought I'd ask you, what is a labor archivist, <laughs> first off? <laughs> well, um, a labor archivist is, has many of the same skills and training as, you know, a run-of-the-mill normal archivist. I think that one of the things that distinguishes a labor archivist is that you're more aware of the types of records that are generated from unions, and you also uh, often are grounded sort of in labor history. So it's both the records formats that are generated by your area of interest and maybe an eye towards labor history and awareness of that, which helps you with appraisal and subject knowledge and that kind of thing. What got you interested in this particular area of archiving? Well, actually, I got into labor history while I was a student at San Francisco State. I took this class that was a hybrid. I was originally an anthropology student, and I took this class that was a hybrid between anthropology students and history about California peoples and cultures. And that I for, for that class, I did a history paper on the history of the San Francisco General Strike of 1934, which was part of the larger Pacific Coast Maritime Strike. My grandfather had been a striking longshoreman in that strike in San Francisco, and I had grown up with stories about my family history. So I went to the Labor Archives and Research Center at San Francisco State, and that was the first time I walked through the door of an archival repository. I still remember being, you know, not sure of how to approach it and sitting down for the first time and not knowing what to expect. And that actually grew into an internship there. And then I was hired as a student worker, and I switched to a master's in history with a concentration in public history and labor history. And uh, I continued working there and wound up deciding that this is something I really wanted to do to preserve and to promote the labor history through preserving those records because I really came to feel that uh, that that was a really important thing and it seemed like uh, often that history disappears when you know with the one person throwing the records from a dumpster or you know just a change of administration within a local union or you know uh, a move even uh, there's a there's a maxim that one of my mentors at the labor archives told me that three moves equals one fire anyway i i wound up going to library school specifically to try to improve my work as an archivist, which I had already been doing for years at the Labor Archives, but I really wanted to increase my professional development and my chances of getting a job full-time. So that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. What uh, interests you about the work that you're doing right now? Well, right now, since uh, we're really at the beginning of the, the founding of the Labor Archives of Washington State, I have the luxury of stepping into a very sort of energetic melee field. Of, yeah I mean well also people have been organizing f to try to create make this archives reality for two years now oh, wow. and so one of the things I've tried to do as I started in, in early October is to just hit the ground running because I know that they've been waiting and they've been working on this for so long and there's so much interest and so much attention on it I feel like it's really important for me to serve that so a lot of my activities so far have been doing outreach and and you know saying hello to everyone and, and letting them know about the project and getting it up and running. But it's also been about trying to create access to existing collections that are already in special collections and already have been cataloged and, and have finding aids perhaps online, but really trying to highlight it and look at it through the lens of labor. And that's, I think, where it kind of goes to your original question about the difference between a labor archivist and another archivist. Because of my sort of grounding in labor history and, and my emphasis on that, 
I have created a listing on the website that really looks at the existing collections through the lens of labor. So you have labor unions and you also have activists, but you also have civil rights and equal rights and feminist collections, all things that are concerned with equal, equal equality in terms of occupational perspectives, as well as work histories of individual workers, industrial things. Sometimes uh, I have another subsection on the site that has existing industrial collections because if you want to tell the story of a union, you have to talk about the collective bargaining partner. It's like they're leaning against each other like a person leaning against a wall and without one, you don't understand the history of another. So that's what I've been doing so far. That's particularly interesting and important because we have miles of collections of the management side of things. Without that other side of the story, then there's a whole other side of the story that's lost. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm still uh, I'm a transplant to this region, so I'm definitely don't say I'm yet a, an expert in regional history. But one of the things that occurs to me is in the the regional history of the West, sort of an organizing principle is the environment, and and it, it seems to me that one of the reasons the Pacific Northwest is conceived that way is partly because of the geography and the environment and the unique cultural traditions, and I can really see that environment and the way humans have acted upon it or the labor that they've acted upon it and the ways in which that environment has structured that labor and they have in turn structured that environment is really an interesting intersection and I could see that industry is one way in which traditionally uh, historical narratives are often constructed you know we built this this company you know through its bootstraps kind of did that but then you have to really look at the history of the people who actually did the labor the people who actually did build these things the actual workers and I think oftentimes, you know, that you don't get that individual worker history, their experience of their lives, and these collections really help give a um, a window at both onto the individual workers and also the institutions that they created to articulate their needs and their wants and their concerns. So it's it's really fun to be able to take a look at them. Could you talk a little bit about the collection that you're working on now, or if you're working on several, could you talk about the one that's most interesting to you? Sure. Well, right now I got a mandate. I have an advisory board and it's made up of academics and library folks and unionists and I consult with them to figure out how to set priorities. And so one of the priorities that I got as a pretty clear mandate was to process a collection that is approximately 50 cubic feet of um, a labor historian and trade union activist named Odalie Markholt, who was based in Tacoma. She was originally, she was born in Seattle, but she was based in Tacoma for a good part of her life. It's a very interesting collection because not only was she a labor activist and a sort of a left radical, I think she really identified that way. She was also a scholar and she, you know, doggedly pursued these research projects in labor history, the regional labor history, through decades. I mean, this uh, book that she eventually wrote that was called um, Maritime Solidarity, all about Pacific Coast unionism during a particular date span, it was a labor of love that she tended for 60 years. She started it in the 40s as it was as part of another project and she just kept plugging at it as she worked to put herself and support her family as a single mother. She was a union uh, secretary. She was involved in a lot of civil rights things. She was involved in the NAACP in Tacoma. She was also involved in the Industrial Workers of the World later and it's, it's just a fascinating uh, window into the left long term but with a particularly distinct regional flavor that I think that I'm starting to realize, you know, that, you know, there was beyond burnt coffee. 
right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it it's it's sort of it's sort of that independent sense of politics that I I get it, I, I feel from being around here that it seems like people have a real sense of place and they they may share certain opinions but they also have their own distinct way of doing it regionally and I I kind of pick up on that as I'm processing this collection. You mentioned the IWW before, and one of the kind of pivotal moments in Northwest Labor was the Centralia Massacre. And I've worked with people who've done some historical work in elucidating that further. Do we have any materials in our collections right now that relate to that? We do. Some of the materials that relate to the industrial workers of the world are well, we have it on the online listing now. I, I work to get those guides on, um, online. Luckily, we have the support to, to make them all together, and now they're on the labor listing with the help of uh, support people in the IT of the special collections. So that's there. There's also an exhibit in the digital initiatives um, section of the website um, that is all about the Centralia massacre. There isn't a lot of records, but there are some key documents, like um, different pamphlets put out by the Wobblies, I think they have a few pieces of news coverage, and that, off the top of my head, that's what I know. I'm still familiarizing myself with the collection, but I we don't have as many wobbly records as you would expect, but we still have a good amount, including some charters that are actually being digitized as we speak, and they're going to soon join the digital collection, so we'll have a lot more of a broad span of labor-related digitized documents on there. If you could say one thing about what you would like to know more of, or have, or one tool that you would like to see expanded or created, what would it be? Hmm. Well, I think there's two angles to it. One is uh, tools that will help um, highlight access for users, facilitate education. One thing I I'm going to be building on the website is intro to records management for union records for labor folks so that they can kind of look at the website and use it as a resource. It's going to be uh, the supporting materials that I'm going to use in my workshops that I'm going to give to unions about records management. But hopefully it will also be sort of a point-and-click resource. And that's one thing I, I'm trying to do on my end. On the other end, I um, am hoping that at some future point there can be sort of a total management system similar to the Archivist Toolkit and the back end in special collections that will facilitate everyone's work because it seems like, like any place, we have a large backlog and there's a lot of people working really hard with limited resources, especially in these budget times. So personally I'd like to see that and I think it would really help my my job. You know? Where's the one place that people can go to learn more about your work and what you do in the Labor Archive? Well, if you go to the Special Collections website, uh, there's a link on there that's on the main page called the Labor Archives of Washington State. There's a long URL that will take them there. It's uh, www.lib.washington.edu forward slash special call, like C-O-L-L for collections, forward slash L-A-W-S, Labor Archives of Washington State. And you can also just Google UW, Labor Archives of Washington State, because now it's pretty high in the rankings. <laughs> and we'll be putting that in the show notes, too. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts or wise words from the archivist? Well, I'm I'm glad to be here, and uh, anybody who's interested in archives processing or, uh, or outreach or reference internships pertaining to labor, please get a hold of me because we need all the help we can get and I'm happy to teach what I know about labor archives and learn from other archivists as well.
Well, that's great. Thanks again for agreeing to talk with us today.